you just need some fresh air. Hmm. That's all you need. Or roll your window down when you're driving. That'll be enough. Well, put some music on. Put on some gangster rap and hmm. drive. That'll that work. always helps me. No more Billy Joel? And no more Billy Joel. That's like a downer. <laughs> This is Byron Lazine and Nicole White, and you are tuned in to episode 93 of The Real Word. Word is up. The word is up. We got two quick rackets. I don't quick think ones? It's gonna, I don't think it's going to be a long episode. No. I think we'll get right through it. We got You're not two, feeling it today? Trying two, to get to 100? Uh, try, like, the march to 100. Just like, check them off. Check Props off. to Harry. Gave us a call. He wants to be involved. He did. Harry wants to drive up here from Washington, D.C. I think it would actually be a lot more fun if we drove down there. Yeah. Or, or there's a train between us and D.C. A train? Yeah. Um, Amtrak. Yeah? yeah. You would yeah. do that? Do that Before I drive to D.C.? Yes. All right. Um, oh, you know what we could, you know what we should do, because you know you like to vlog and shit. We should get like a go to um, Byron Lazine YouTube for the vlog. <laughs> we should like road trip or like get like a thing. You What's know, a thing? you know, a poncho. No, throw it. Help me out here, Ness. Like a you know, like one of those like RVs. An RV. We could RV it. Yes, we could totally vlog our trip. Like see who survives. Ness, you're driving the RV. See who survives. Like who who comes out who comes out on the other side, Byron or Nicole. All right, let's get into it. Racket <laughs> number one. It created an absolute storm. A storm. A storm. I was gonna use the real you know you the word before a storm. storm. Not a real like storm. A storm? I feel like it was just like a little drizzle. I feel like it was drizzling. I felt like I made one of my compass friends a little hurt on where, the inside. Wait, where does he? Is he in San Diego? He's in San Diego. Like, we should go there. Yeah. He's always posting. Um, he must sponsor the baseball team out there. Like, he's always in, like, a club section. He did. Club he, section. he did a... Uh, he did. Like, he did some type of... I kind of, uh, like... Realtor maybe he'll invite association us to sit with, with the Padres. There. It looks, yeah. that looks he has invited fun. Us. He, he has. Ha- invi- yeah. Oh. I turned him down. Anyway. I um, would accept your invitation. I actually, he invited me. I don't know. If, <laughs> I don't know if you were in San Diego that day. Anyway. Um, <clears throat> no, I love the dude. I've actually had him on my podcast mm-hmm. a couple of times. Yeah. Jason Cassidy from, from Compass. So if you follow me on Instagram, you might have saw this. So this is a lot about me right now. It's huh? always about my you, podcast, always my blog, you. my Instagram, which is at Byron Lazine. Um, and if you were following the story over the weekend, I posted an Inman article. Patrick Kearns uh, wrote the article. It was October 9th. We're going to link it up in YouTube as we always do. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's titled SoftBank CEO Embarrassed, Embarrassed by Results of His Tech Investments. One of his tech investments compass so so here's how i started the instagram story fiasco which you can you can put the story up here (laughs) suave and i wrote i circled that headline Mm -hmm. and i wrote good thing compass isn't a tech company and i wrote okay i'm just kidding compass friends uh jason cassidy not kidding to you though and so, oh, so you called him out. So I you called him out on that. I instigated it. it. Oh, That's true. Okay. <laughs> I tagged him on so it. So you turned it into something about yourself. Uh, myself? Yeah. No, no. It's all yeah, about Compass. Well, you called him out. Called him you out. You wanted him to say something. But I called him out because a couple weeks prior, if you remember, in episode ninety-one, maybe somewhere I have a in there. Sorry. <coughs> I posted the Brad Inman graph showing that Compass oh, had five percent. Uh, yes. of their employees. employees were tech yes. based 
software developers. Yes. Jason reached out to me immediately when he saw that. He said, hey, bro, just want to update you. Compass is nine, up closer to 19% of their employees are developers. Does he call some, you bro? He said bro? I don't know if he broed me, but oh. I'm, I'm throwing that in there. So Because you bro people. I bro people. Yeah. It makes them bro me back. It does? Yeah. Hmm, I don't bro you. Yeah. But you don't bro me. I don't bro you, though. I don't bro What does that mean? Chicks. What does it mean that I don't oh, bro chicks? Oh, because I'm not a... Yeah. I'm not a... Okay. Hm. You know. Okay. So, anyways, he, w- he wanted to clear that up. I would argue that 19% of your employees being developers and tech people still doesn't make you a tech company. Okay. Like, I don't know. There's not a true definition to it, obviously, but I think a tech company would have more than 19%. My whole, everybody's getting a little bit flustered here. Well, Um, they're all peacocking. Everyone's peacocking right now. Everyone feels vulnerable. Everyone is, everyone's being pointed at. Everyone's being sued. And so everyone's so so uneasy. Everyone's peacocking. And so what happened next? Jason circled my story and said, there Byron goes, just headline rating. That's all he does. And he circles the point in the article um, that references. We do like headlines though. Love headlines. We love that. Absolutely. I didn't throw this in his face or, or Compass agent's face. I got a lot of Compass friends, by the way. Uh, I didn't throw this in their face because I thought that this line that he circled, that he wanted to point out yeah. being the real meat and potatoes of this whole thing, mm-hmm. is worse for Compass agents, okay? Here's the line. Let me find it. Uh-oh. I will find it s- sooner than later. Mm, um, maybe you should just read it from your Instagram story. I could read it from my from my Instagram story. That that would make Sorry. a lot more sense because it's all timestamp well, there. Well, was talking about being on the. Path. It was that Compass has a path, so Compass now has a path. I feel like it was only a few paragraphs under the headline, though. So I think you're. Yeah, oh. I'm at the I'm at the top. Yeah. It's a very short article. They now have a path to profitability. Okay, uh, I'll get you the exact uh, thing here so we can. Okay. Right there. Compass, according to a SoftBank source, does have a path to profitability and discussions on becoming profitable are taking place at a high level, according to the source. <coughs> this is what Jason circles and and sends back to me. Byron, stop headline reading. And then I respond with, this is the worst news for you, Compass agents. The fact that there's high-level people at SoftBank, the people that gave Compass all the money to go out and buy agents and buy companies, the fact that these high-level execs are having these high-level discussions on how to be profitable is the worst news for every Compass agent out there. Growth will stop if they're having these types of discussions. They're already acting like a public company and talking about profitability. The reason Compass has been able to grow like wildfire is because they have recklessly been spending. And that's a good thing if growth is important. Now, if I'm a Compass agent that's already in, maybe I don't care about growth. Maybe my market has been bought up and we're at 73% market share. And maybe that's San Diego. I don't know the case for San Diego for Jason. But maybe I'm good. And I love the brand. And I love what it's giving to my clients. Jason shared some stuff with me, some badass stuff. Their concierge program, which is a service, Jason. Uh, nothing proprietary, by the way. So, But maybe I love it so much. And it is just it is exactly what I need for my business. Right? right. So that's good for you. Don't worry about the rest of Compass growth. But also don't get tricked about what's happening here. They are a typical brokerage. You can call them Sotheby's 2.0. You can call them Sotheby's without the legacy. You can call them whatever you want. 
They're a typical brokerage, and I'll clump every brokerage into the same pot. You better figure out how to be different, how to be truly a brand or a tech company because Zillow's coming for your lunch. Say it every single week. And Compass is the same example. They haven't shown me the ability to be a tech company. I don't believe they're a tech company. I believe they're a brokerage. I believe that they are a very nice brand that is being built up very quickly, that is a competitor to a uh, Sotheby's, a Douglas Elliman, a Coldwell Banker, right. those types of brands, right? And if you're comfortable working under that brokerage as an agent or a team, and it speaks to your individual brand, I applaud you for that. I want you to do more of that. But when we're just talking about where Compass is and these conversations around, uh, you know, Mr. San here, mm -hmm. the SoftBank CEO, this is the reality of where they're at, of overspending, right? You can just look at some of their other companies and kind of follow the trends. And we talked about it with WeWork and, and some of the issues that they're having. They're not in the business of losing all their billions and billions that they put into this fund. Right. They're in the business of getting a profit on it. And they will. And it will come at the cost of Compass growth. Well, you know how I feel about Compass. You love their, their uh, signs? I do. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. it. Yep. So nothing else. That's how I, that's how I, Jason, feel. I love you. <laughs> uh, I love a, a lot of my compass friends. Would well, I, well, but what I he's doing though, he's, he has a brand. He's building his brand. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, <laughs> and this is where him and I, and, and this is probably going a little bit too much. We went back and forth on a DM. Um, but I argued that his success was him. Right. He argued that a lot of it was not a lot of it, but he argued that well, certain gave him the pitches, platform, give him the platform. I'm sure to certain pitches that he's gotten were, more so he thought compass and i thought it was short selling himself i thought if he was with sotheby's and made the same pitch he wins he brought up that compass concierge platform as being a big thing uh that is has won him business right i mean whatever is working for you and that you're able to right. feel comfortable with and utilize and use to your benefit you're and all if, winning and if you can sell the leverage as an agent or a team that compass is giving right. you or that any brokerage is giving you that's to your advantage absolutely yeah, do it but yeah. don't get con but here's where i here is my biggest issue and i'm just going <laughs> to circle all the way back to it because i brought it up before my biggest issue with compass agents is them strutting around saying that we're a tech company, we have some big secret, but then not showing it. Mm. If you're a tech company, show us. Mm. Period. End of story. End of story. Racket number two. Love you guys from Compass, by the way. <laughs> Throw me a comment in the comment section if you're from Compass and you hate me now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Racket number two. Is I renting becoming a thing? We're talking about I buying all the time, Love talking it. about Zillow all the time. Is I renting now a thing? There's a startup that secured three point three million on a test basis to find, find out. out what the deal is. I love it. What do you think about this? What I, is it? What is it? What do you think? About yeah, it? so what's going on here is that there if you are a landlord, this what's the name of it? I'm sorry, door doorstead. Doorstead. Doorstead is co founder giving you by an Uber vet. Uber and Amazon vets, yes. Um, they're giving you an instant offer on the rent. So say you have it rented uh, for $2,000. They're, I'm assuming they're probably not instant offering you the $2,000, but let's just say they are. Um, I believe that they are then, there's like a 20. They're doing, a, they're doing like a tour of the. 
place. Or they are coming. Yeah. So there's a, I think there's like a 28 day from the time they give you the offer. They have 28 days to sort of retract that offer. Um, if it doesn't work out or if they go through the property and find that it needs something else. So they are guaranteeing you that rent, that $2,000 rent. And then what they're doing and responsible for is managing the property. So they then find a tenant to move in. Um, they're managing it. There is a fee. I think I think I read there that they do cha- charge the landlord 8% of the monthly amount to cover the managing fees. But again, if they're renting it for 2000 and then renting it out to, say, a third party for like $2,500, um, I believe the landlord, it says, is getting a percentage and then they're keeping the other end. So And this, this, to, me is, this to me is a true tech company play you've got an uber vet and an amazon vet that are actually not just like a bunch of contactually software developers out of college that just got bought up like these are true software developers i think it's amazing i think it's amazing for the investment game i think it would be amazing for you know people that again this is this is though they did say this is strictly for the long term leases this Mm -hmm. isn't for like airbnb this is for people that have you know multiple doors that want to rent here's what i think is going on because some of these true tech guys these developers they're pretty heady and they're like looking at this they're looking at heady like they think about shit That's more heady? than i do you know yeah it's okay. like they get into their head and mm-hmm. they think i just and, wanted to clarify and all this kind of stuff and so they're looking like zillow and open door looked at the real estate market and they said there's a huge margin in buying and then reselling homes there's a huge margin there that we're not tapping into that we could well they're also now, saying that there's there's a margin there of what people are not renting because there's correct. there's so, percentages of things that aren't rented haven't been rented so if these, they could clean that up and then market it at, properly yes, yes yeah. they're looking at the inefficiencies right. of the rental game yes. so if nicole owns a rental property yep and she's been, maybe it was uh, handed down to her from family that owned it. So she's like, you know what? They were renting it out for 2000 a month. And for the last 15 years, I've just been renting it out 2000 a month because Nicole, just homeowner Nicole, not real estate professional that knows what she's doing and, and pays attention to market rates. is just like, hey, they're paying it. They're respectful, like 2000 But now I look and in the area, it's across the board, $3,500 rent. Right. There's a huge margin. Hey, how about you just rent it to us for the twenty five hundred? We'll take care of everything. Sure. Now I have a thousand dollars of margin to play with because I know market value is thirty five hundred dollars. Right. That's what they're doing, and that's what all of these tech companies, guys, Zillow, Open Door, uh, Redfin, they're chewing into the fat margins yes. that are real estate. Right. There's huge margins. Um, they figured it out, and they're going to continue to create. Answer me this, Nicole. Why would you use something like this if you're the homeowner? Well, I mean, I read it and I and I I do have I do have a rental property and I would 100 percent do it because I know that I have constant money flow coming in. I know that my bills are you what? Oh, well, it saves me tons of time for sure. Saves you time. And at the end of the day, I think if they're managing it, too, I mean, the money's just coming in. I think you 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 we were talking about this before the show and you were like, um, you know, why? Uh, somebody said it's a people business. What was the uh, thing there? So go down. So yeah. go down. Um, our, our key, all the way to the bottom because it was a comment. Oh, that's right. Somebody in the comment Rick. section. Rick. Rick, our boy Rick. Love you, Rick. We're going to get a lot of hate mail here from this episode. <laughs> but Rick uh, says it baffles me as to why all this money talk from these I startups and nothing about the fact that this is a people business. We're talking about rentals here, rentals. bro. If I'm renting <laughs> an apartment, if I'm renting a condo, I don't give a crap 
who the human beings are that are renting it to me, the agents that are giving me the paperwork. Like, I want rental X. Yeah. I know there's competition. Especially right now when there's Get no. out of yeah. my way. Let me see it and tell me what I got to do to rent it. How much money do you need right. down? That is a transaction. And as a landlord, especially if you're a slumlord and you own hundreds of doors, I mean, you're really just looking at your bottom line. You're not necessarily concerned with. You're you're probably loving the fact that you're guaranteed this money each month instead of, you know, like an absentee tenant that's then not paying their rent. If I'm on the landlorder, landlord, landlord, landlorder, I love it. And it saves me time. Yep. I'm doing it. Yeah. And if I'm the tenant and I can save time, I'm doing it. Yeah. And that's a match made in heaven. So we'll see what happens here if they execute on it. it but I think there's something here, whether this company executes on it or it's somebody else like Zillow or somebody else. I don't know. We'll I think it out. is brilliant because think about how many times even in the normal real estate world where, um, you know, people have to keep the house or they want to keep the house. Or like you said, somebody passes away and they're always asking us like, who, like, can you manage the home? Will you be, can you property manage? Do you know somebody that can property manage it? Or right. if it's a seasonal home and they want to do academic rentals. Um, so it's definitely interesting. It'll be, I'm somebody actually really excited. Somebody will execute on that because there, there is margin there. So yes, uh, our marketeer of the week. Ooh. Last week we had, Bob. Yes, you loved Bob. Loved Bob. And he was just a he regular real estate agent. We didn't have any real estate agents this week that we thought we <laughs> should have highlighted. Well, not that anybody that not that anyone brought to our attention. Not that anyone brought to our attention. I'm certain not that, that there are tons of agents out there doing wonderful things. We just don't course. know about it. But we've got another big name here for our marketeer of the week. And it was coming off of the heels of a Friday night, late night Instagram spree. Justin Bieber attempts the to Biebs. unload his eight and a half million dollar house to his hundred and twenty million Instagram followers. And so here's the thing. Oh, look, get a get a realtor, my guy. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> one of the comments. The comments were great. Just go read the comment section. They were great. One guy says, get a realtor. Well, my guy, you have to go through multiple posts, though, because this it's not like he did this in one post. I mean, yeah. it's post after post after post after post. It was so. a late night spray. So I'm sure there was. And there's lots of pictures of his know, feet. So if you have a foot fetish, this this is the Instagram feed you want. There's something more than. CBD lotions that were involved in this spree. Lotions. I'm sure of that. Yeah, wow. I, don't think, I don't think he was just doing the gummy bears. And so <laughs> he's got an eight and a half million dollar man mansion in Beverly Hills. Uh, I'll be there tomorrow, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you should you should hit him up. Maybe I'll buy the thing. Hit Biebs. up the Beebs. I mean, Give I me feel like it would be a fun place to just at least walk through. Yeah. Maybe I'll DM him. You think he'll answer me on the DM? I don't know. I'm sure he's getting tons of DMs at this point. And so Pretty he much uh, just put himself out there. 25 year old mm -hmm. pop star posted more than a dozen photos of a 6,100 square foot villa to his $120 million or 120 million Instagram followers. He and his wife, Hallie Baldwin, they purchased the mansion earlier in, in March. They named it the tropics and, uh, and all of that good stuff. So it was listed back. You making fun of his name? Uh, I don't know why they named it the tropics. Well, doesn't you sort seem of tropical. said it like you were making fun of it. Yeah, I am making fun. Oh, okay. Of it. I Just don't know why they named it the tropics. It doesn't huh. look tropical, and why does their house need a nickname, the tropics, if it's not tropical? But anyways, huh. that's just me. Um, we haven't seen the outside. No, we haven't seen the outside. So. 8.99 million was the original asking price. He's looking for someone to just make him an offer. Here's why this is the marketeer of the week, and this is a brilliant move by Biebs, even if it looks like he was 
doing this coming off of the heels of a booze fest. A bender? A bender. Huh. A bender for the Bieber. It, this is why it's brilliant. It's on Inman.com. People are talking about it. People are sharing it. California Beverly Hills is not a big place. That's a small little community. And I bet you everybody in Beverly Hills now knows that's in the market for a house that Biebs is thinking about selling Well, his. and he has 120 million followers. He has 120 million people that, that know about it. That is the place to go. So why would you, in this instance, maybe go to an agent before you just test, throw some chum out there, Biebs, yeah. into the water? He was bored for 10 minutes, so. He, he went out there and <laughs> just tested it out, and the feedback he gets will tell him, is it that was, a real tiger? Oh, no, th those are not tigers. Cats. Those are kittens. Uh, the He's feedback kittens. he gets will determine whether he needs to go and get that realtor guy, you know? <laughs> I think he's gonna end up tigers. One. What do you think he is like? Oh, it looks like a tiger cat. Michael, whatever his name is, what's his name? You know, tattoo face. Oh, Mike Tyson. Tyson Mike, Mike Tyson. Yeah. It's not Mike Tyson. Um, <coughs> it it was a brilliant move, and undoubtedly, if you're a good agent in Beverly Hills, you're hitting up. The yeah, well, I was right gonna now. say there's plenty of DMs. There yeah. should be plenty of DMs. You know what? Just DM him. Why not? Let's hey. see if he responds. Maybe he'll double tap you and give you a heart. Yeah, Nicole <laughs> just learned how to double tap <laughs> on the Don't DMs. Don't laugh at me, Ness. I really had no idea. Everyone was liking and hearting my comments, and I had no idea how to do it. All right. so I learned that today. So Biebs gets a Marketeer of the Week. We're begging you guys. Please send us some Marketeers from your marketplace, somebody that's doing something amazing. I know you don't want to promote your competitors. Maybe it's somebody in your office. Maybe it's you. Maybe you Maybe just did something you. amazing. Send yes. in your videos. We won't tell anybody that you sent your own shit in. Don't no, worry. We'll we will say we not found call it. you out. No, we won't. I won't. Well, maybe we will. I might. <laughs> 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 all right guys appreciate you keep it real we'll see you guys next week bye